When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This show is brought to you in association with Labbooks. Just click the link on the description to the show. Sign up and get a free bet up to £50 when you enter the promo code LAD50. Go on. Do it. When will I see you again? Good evening, good afternoon, good night, wherever you are. Don't ask me why I'm singing a Three Degrees song. It's because uh, this week I went to see the Three Degrees in the Simmer Frames and they were performing in Camden, but barely in tune they were. Uh, but it was an absolutely fantastic night. If you've never heard of the Three Degrees, then I've given you something to go away and study. My name's Eddie Nestor and this is the Manchester United Redcast, supporting and celebrating and commemorating sometimes the greatest team on earth. Uh, we've got Ben with us. How are you, Ben? Hello, very good. How are you? It's a pleasure to have you here, sir. A man here. almost as grey as I am <laughs> and a man who's not grey at all. In fact, he can't grow a beard because he's not really a man at all. Brother, how are you, sir? I'm good. I'm glad to hear you offering something to the younger listeners there with the three degrees. <laughs> we've got two, I've got two megs. They'll I'm all a, be on iTunes now, Edward. There, there you go. I'm a glory-seeking bastard from London, <laughs> and you two are real manx. Uh, I'm, I'm the fraud here. That's <laughs> right. It's not the first time I've been a fraud. Uh, so, look, last time, I think parking the bus would be the thing that I would use, West Bromwich Albion, I think, for central defenders. We had called it last week. 2-0. Uh, Fair enough result. Yeah, I was there. Um, it wasn't the most, it wasn't the greatest spectacle, but I think West Brom have got one of the best defensive records in the league. So I actually put money on nil-nil. So I was quietly surprised. Did you? Yeah. Really? We, we did. We, we didn't. Uh, we called it. We didn't call it right exactly, but we, we called it. They have no real goal threat. Let's stay with you, Ben, for a second, because because th- this boy that that was supposed to go to Tottenham. And then sulked because Tottenham didn't do it and didn't go Better through in, in time. But he's come back and he says he'll play and he hasn't really done anything. But you know what? When he came on the pitch, they, they started to threaten because they started with this Salomon Rondon, who was a record signing, I think about 13 million from uh, Zenit St. Petersburg, also one of the Russian team. Um, great goal scoring record over there. And he's on a run of two games, two goals, I thought he was going to be a threat to, to us but he was slow and cumbersome so I didn't think they had any goal threats no. but then again didn't think we 
had many goal threats either. No, and, and that word slow, Robert Meakin, is that, I mean, this week we're talking about looking for pace, and so maybe we'll get to that a little later in the podcast. Mm. But, but, but certainly, the threat in front of goal has not been what it could have. No, exactly. And it was, it, was, it was hard work, particularly in the first half, breaking down the team that set their stall out to stop us playing. It had that ominous feel at the break when we were still nil-nil. But we were rescued by a wonderful goal by our, our new star from Warrington. Yeah, I mean, he's won. He's, I mean, all the papers are saying he's won. The, he's won the manager over. He, the manager didn't fancy him. He wasn't up there. You think of Yanazai when you see him, young player, Welbeck, who's gone. Does he have to prove himself, or, or does the manager work better with the world star, the finished article? What have you made of him, Ben? Well, uh, <clears throat> it's great to see a young player break through. But there's always those first few games when they burst through this onto the scene. Mm. I remember Januzaj really burst through onto the scene. And let's not forget Anthony Marshall's first few games where he burst onto the scene. So once you get over that initial euphoria and see what he's like in five games' time, then I'll, I'll, then I'll properly judge it, I think. But Martial is still, is still doing the business, Robert, isn't he? He's still, you know, a threat. He's still a presence and he's still doing it. Absolutely. He looks very, very promising. We know the great start he had. He was then shunted out to the wing to accommodate Rooney I have a lot of confidence that I think he does a class act I think he'll do very well but we're going to have to be patient I think as we were saying last week when you look at our sort of front three front four it's very debatable who are the best players you know, mm. to use in those positions at the moment we're relying on maybe Martial fulfilling his potential same with Lingard same with Memphis if when he gets back in the team it's, it's very fluid at the moment that, that last third of the field for us it's, it's they're, they're, those positions are still very much up for grabs yeah Robert let me interrupt you there because I listened back to the pod last week and I just thought as I was listening as a as a listener you know forgetting about who was in it that, that if you're going for a young team in the way that we mm. have won't you always have that not all of them are going to make the grade not all of them mm. are going to start well and finish off well some are going to start well some are going to be slow burners I mean Smalling has turned it around you wouldn't have said this time last year he would even be in the, in the team now we're talking about him being the next Man United captain but just give me an idea of who your hopes are uh, that, who do you hope will develop into the monster into the big seller that class of 92 who's going to come through for me I, I do think I think I, mean, I know he's not a homegrown player but I do think Marshall will come through to be a top top player for us both you know both for club and country I think it'd be great and I, I also have a lot of faith in Lingard I do I've always liked him whenever I've seen him and he would have he would have had more of a run of games last season if it hadn't been for injury so I will I'm going to you know plonk some faith on him as I have done of course with Yanazai in the past I'm still convinced as the makings of a, a top player, although he's having a difficult time in Germany presently. He just might be a top player for somebody else, I fear. Mm. Yeah. And what about you, Ben? Well, I've not seen enough of Lingard. I do like him and he shows great talent. He's got great potential. Um, but there's who's the fella? I remember seeing the fella that we sold to Newcastle. Um, who started on the wing and he came th- his first few oh, games. Oh, the, the forehead. Yeah, the one with the teeth out. Yeah, the forehead. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, um, oh, oh God, I, I, I know who you're talking about. His name's just gone from yeah. me. But go, go on, I'll, I'll remember in a minute. Yeah, but I remember he... Oh, Oberton. That's the one. Oberton. Gabriel Oberton. <laughs> yeah. I remember watching the first few games of him and I thought he, he had, had it. it. He I had did. it. He had twinkle toes. But... Yeah, it's funny. I, I, I remember thinking that Duf, who's gone to Stoke, was a good player when he came. He mm-hmm. stayed only about a minute as well, didn't he? Yeah, but doing well for Stoke. Yeah, 
They but do but well. that's, I think that's Robert's point, you know. Yeah. He, these guys are, are good players. I mean, look, cleverly left us, went to wherever he went and was, you know, wow, Aston Villa, I think, first of all, wasn't it? And then you thought, that doesn't look like the same player. And, 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 and uh, so we, while we're on old players, there were a few in that game, weren't there, Robert? Some of our older players, yeah. Oh, yeah, well, it's certainly where we have Dan, Dan Fletcher, of course, was there, who was a fantastic servant. For, for United I'm glad that he's still you know functioning as a player after all the physical challenges yeah. he's had and I believe in a certain Mr Evans as well yeah I mean it, it is nice you, you do want these players to do yeah. well and, and, and before we break down this game even more an old player that has been talking about Manchester United and the ego that is uh, Ronaldo he do, he's saying about his five year old he doesn't need a mother he has uh, me you would like to see the boy come back for one more year wouldn't you Ben? Oh my god are you kidding me I would love to see him I mean, they're talking PSG, who've got the money. Yeah, but that's, that's where people go out to graze, isn't it? Take the money <laughs> it and is, relax. But he's yeah. too good to go out to graze. And let's look at the, you know, there's news today about this new £500 million turnover that United are supposedly going to have for 2015-16, which is almost the world record, I think it's held by Real Madrid at £513 million for revenues of a season. If we can't afford to bring back the golden boy of Old Trafford, then... Something's going wrong. Yeah, but all that money for one player, you, you'd prefer um, the Welsh boy come over, wouldn't you, if my memory serves me right, Bobby Meakin? Uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too distressed, let's clarify this, Eddie, if, if uh, Ronaldo <laughs> did come back, you know. But um, I just think, I just never see it happening for us, to be honest. I think he, he played for us for a long time. Yeah. And I don't think, for all, I mean, he's obviously, he's very flattering about the club, obviously has an affection for Sir Alex Ferguson, but I think it's very much in the past tense, yeah. Ronaldo and Manchester United. And I'd be amazed, I think you'll only ever see him come back maybe for some sort of testimonial game or something. I never, I just cannot imagine him ever playing for us, but maybe I'm being a jaded old cynic and be wanting to happen, preferably before he's about 38 years old. Well, isn't he on about four, 400 and odd thousand pounds a week? Something ridiculous. Yeah, but who isn't, isn't these days? Yeah. Hey, well, well, well done. Is he the best player you have ever seen perform for Manchester United, Robert Meakin? I think in terms of out-and-out out natural ability, it'd be hard to dispute that. There, are, there have been many obvious contenders, you could say, who've been great servants of the club. People of another generation would say that George Best was the most talented player they ever saw. For me, I think the sheer technique and the terror he caused defences, I think Ronaldo would be very difficult to beat. But for me, it'd be close with Cantona. Just again, maybe Cantona didn't have all the ability and speed that Ronaldo had, but the sheer presence, confidence, yes. and swagger. He didn't I don't run think you could compete no. with Cantona. He did. No, he didn't need to. No, yeah, Cantona but he had, didn't he had need a... to move. He was too great for that. Yeah, I know that. Can you see how the allowances are made immediately? He's your favourite, but is he the best? Ben, who, who are you going to go for? Well, he's one of them. I mean, who are the others? I mean, Neil Webb, maybe, or. Um, I'm joking. <laughs> look at me. We gave you the silence. Treat, <laughs> the silent like, treatment. Is there. he mad? Um, yeah. As far as as Robert says, technical ability. Of course, the man was magical. But players that I would pay to go through the turnstiles to watch, he was one of them. Sure. But Mark Hughes was another one. When I grew up watching Sparky. that man, Sparky Hughes, wonderful player for us. I used to. I would pay money, and I did pay money just to turn. He up had and an attitude. You know what he had? Play. He had an attitude, didn't he? It was different. 
But you, you know, enormous thighs. Thunder I remember thighs. I saw, wow, look at the size yeah. of the. You know, the guy I've seen with thighs that big. When I went to see Chelsea or Vanovic, I thought, wow, you really <laughs> wouldn't want to mess about with him. But just some of the goals he scored were awe inspiring. Oh, they? I think the greatest goal I've ever seen is the one he scored for Wales against Spain. It was the, oh, yeah. the scissor yeah. kick on his side yeah. in midair. That's, that was Hughes. And, but, you know, you've got, yes, he's, he's amongst a, a class of a very few that would, um, yeah, that would, you'd pay to see, to see play. Yeah, a- attitude is the thing that I think is missing from a lot of those. And I wonder, you know, when I, when I look at commitment and attitude, I, I wonder about these foreign managers because I wonder if Mourinho allows his team to express himself. Do you think Van Gaal allows his team to express himself this week saying, leave the team alone, boo me, not the team? Yeah, well, Van inevitably is getting has been getting a lot of criticism for the quote boring style the team is playing. But as I've argued before, this is a, a team he inherited last year. I think that I think in terms of defensively midfield wise, we've seen some genuine improvements. Still uncertain in that final third of the field, but we are making steady, albeit slightly boring progress. This is a club that's two points off the top of the table, despite being cursed by all and sundry. Yeah, I mean that that. Premiership this year could be one. I mean, Arsenal talking about winning it. They've got ten injuries. Man City. I, I really don't know if they. If everything's going well, they're a beautiful team and clearly mm-hmm. the strongest squad. But uh, the, 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 you know, the flat pitch bully. I remember we used to talk about Henri mm-hmm. like that. I think if it gets nasty and it gets rough, and certainly if their captain's not in it, I don't fancy they've got the heart to do it. Uh, mm-hmm. You come down past them, you don't imagine that a team like Leicester or West Ham are still no. going to be there when the when the thing's done. So we've got. As good a chance as any of winning it this year. We, I mean, Liverpool are not really settled in, you know, playing the pressing game that Klopp, li- Klopp likes, but he's going to have to buy a, a few players. I mean, we're up there, aren't we, Ben? Yeah, we are. Um, we're not playing the type of football you expect from Manchester United, but <clears throat> I don't know, I waver. Some weeks I think I wish we could win with swagger, but some weeks I just think I wish we could just win. Yeah, I mean, I, West Ham supporters are a bit like that. When I was talking to them about Sam Allardyce, they prefer to get relegated than, the, the, <laughs> you know, relegated <laughs> playing well than yeah. to play the way Sam has got them playing and yeah. staying in the Premiership. Certainly, we aren't playing with the two wide boys getting the ball into the middle and bang uh, in there. We're not doing that anymore, but times they do change. Well, you should have seen, I mean, you probably did see on Match of the Day, the roar that Ander Herrera got when he came on the pitch, because I thought what we might we were lacking, we were winning the ball back in midfield. I thought Schweinsteiger was great, but there was nobody carrying it from midfield right up to the to the penalty box and threading those balls through for, you know, to, for Marshall, even Rooney to get on the end of. So I don't think we're that far away from it. I just think Van Gaal should just relax a little bit, play those types of players, just so that we can have that fluency back. Because I think you just need a few more opportunities per game. And, you know, I agree with Robert. I think Marshall has got that style to be able to put them away. Yeah. Ben talking about 513 or 500 million pounds turnover should enable us to get back at the top table. But, I mean, sorry, how much did we spend for Di Maria? How much have we, you know, we've spent a few quid over the last couple of years, haven't we, Robert? We certainly have. I mean, Di Maria has to be, 
although there was obviously a good degree of frustration with him last season, the, the, the stats suggest he actually did a pretty good job for us. And of course, he's typically now he's performing very well for his new club. So I do think that was a that would have to count in the sort of minor tragedies of modern Manchester United that we couldn't an- make an- another such one. a world class player. Well, well, the, another it, one, the, the Pogba one, you mean? That in that particular oh, well, box? Well, Pogba, yeah, Pogba went just as he was about to f- fulfil his potential. We got a guy who was pretty much the finished article. He just didn't quite fit into Van Gaal's plans. I mean, disastrous, really, when you consider the amount of money we spent. Pogba was just a, a very unfortunate story, but ended up being a sort of a... a Is that an ego wheels, story? Is that an yeah, it is. well, Ferguson and the guy's agent, you know, it was, it was one of the, it was an old, old fashioned story that's happened to United before. But again, you, you know, I, I don't think we would, uh, we can easily say, a Schweinsteiger Pogba midfield now wouldn't be a bad uh, combo. Hmm, no. I just, Ben was saying that deep line, I think, I don't like Carrick and Schweinsteiger necessarily together. I'd l- I like both players individually, but you say it does, it does look at, a little static, really, when, you, when you've got the two of them stuck together. You do like a bit more movement, which I'm guessing when Schneidling is back, I, I'd imagine he'd fill one of those berths again because it does look a little middle-aged, that mm, midfield when yeah. they're both there. Mm. Mm. There, there. There is definitely work to do. And we are, interestingly enough, missing the fat, uh, fat defender since he's gone off. I mean, and a, a, a horrible injury. I haven't heard anything about his progress uh, during the injury. How long is he going to be out, Robert? Have you heard any update on him? This is our our boy, thirty million Sorry. pound, nineteen year old uh, left back that we spent. Oh, more. yeah, that's what he meant. Well, he was on a, he was on an exercise bike the other day. I saw that photograph. That was encouraging. <laughs> He's on his bike. I like that. that. That's as much There's as that exclusive I could give you that I saw in the Daily Mirror. <laughs> Thank he, you very he much. He was on a bike. Give us a story, Robert. Let's go. I leave that gap for you, Robert, to fill any time <laughs> you feel like. Yeah, it. I, I know sorry, got... the marvels of modern technology. What what story? You, you, you've got some stories for us. You said you wanted to talk about. Oh uh... yes, of course. I see where we're going. <laughs> do, with do, this. Do, do. See how slick this is. Yeah, I was, well, I to <laughs> well rehearsed that. oil machine. Yeah, yes. seamless. I was going to say, but first of all, the uh, yeah, David de Gea being interviewed, and it's the first time he's really sort of shed light on the debacle that was his non-transfer to Madrid. Inevitably, he's been quite philosophical about it, saying, well, these things happen, you know, the market is always very unpredictable right to the end. I thought, more interestingly, discussing his relationship with, with the manager, which I don't think you could describe as being particularly warm. It seemed to be a very much on a professional, you know, official basis. Uh, and I don't think you could accuse the hair of displaying that much affection. But also, he did make the point, uh, he was rather critical that we no longer have Javier Hernandez in the team. He made the point that Hernandez is doing rather well with his new club in Germany and said that he'd st- as a, if he was a manager, he would start with him every time. So it was just rather challenging um, Van Hal's judgment, which I thought was a fa- fairly interesting from a guy who's normally quite mild-mannered and doesn't like to speak out. Yeah, but what, 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 he's, he's our best player. He's mm-hmm. our most reliable performer. Not only is he number one on the sheet, but he's probably the player you'd put in the team first. What's the manager going to do, Ben? I mean, here's a guy who showed... Oftentimes, you know, it's one of my theories. Don't worry, you'll get used to these as you do the podcast more and more. I believe that people show their worth in their absence quite often as much as what they do on the pitch. And when he wasn't there, there was uncertainty. Uh, nobody really knew. We had a couple of different goalkeepers come in and that hasn't worked. He stepped in and he's taken control again. And as a guy who doesn't shout as much as some of the other, uh, you know, mad people we've had between the posts, 
I think he can do what he wants, more or less. He knows the line. He knows that he's been let down, not by just Manchester United in terms of them letting him go, but the team that wanted to buy him. He can now do what he wants. Eventually, he's going to go for a world record amount. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. I mean, what happened was a debacle, but it worked in our favour. Absolutely. Um, I was very thankful for that. But he is. He's a magnificent goalkeeper. I'd say him and he's on a pedestal with Neuer. But um, yes, you're right. Some players you notice by their absence. I think Carrick, we noticed by his absence last season. Um, Can he do what he wants? Well, it depends on the manager. Fergie wouldn't probably let any player get away with um, crossing the line. Whether... whether he is crossing the line, I don't think he is. Van Gaal and him seem to be getting on okay. I think, um, yeah. I'd, what was the question? Yeah, <laughs> don't worry, I'll get there as well. well that I, means I, you're I, getting I, on as well. <laughs> I do agree with De Gea, though, about Hernandez. Not, look, I, I'm, I'm realistic enough to know that Hernandez often hugely underperformed for us in the last sort of 18 months, you know, uh, having had such a brilliant start. But I, my gut was that we should have kept him. I think it's, 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 if, if he's full of confidence and brought off the bench, yeah, 15, 20 minutes to go, I think, particularly when you look at the options we've got at the minute, I'd, I'd say the same with Yanis, I'd say the same with Danny Welbeck. I just, I just, I think they were wrong calls, but we've, we've got to move on from it now. Yeah, we, we do have to move on. Uh, uh, tell me about uh, Patrice Evra. Patrice Evra, yes, our uh, former captain. <laughs> Obviously, who also went and left Manchester United and didn't do too badly for a season. Or so. Another another guy you could argue was let let go rather too soon. But he um, now that he's with Juventus, he's pointed out that there that the uh, the nutrition stroke medical staff have I pointed out he actually has a quite a severe egg allergy, which <laughs> Manchester United never. Have, seemed to spot, even though he claims that when he was used to train, he used to be vomiting violently. And no one, but no one ever made the connection. But now they've said, don't, don't, don't touch eggs. Don't feed um, him eggs. Don't feed him eggs. But you just thought maybe someone at Manchester United in the decade wherever he was there might have tried to make the link. So even though he doesn't directly uh, have a go at Manchester United. Well, I think they United. said at United to the Frenchman, I think they said, um, an earth is an earth. <laughs> hey, boom, boom, hey. I'll get my coat. Let, let, let me just go back to... I, I thought there was also the fact yeah. he made the point that Manchester United made him eat eggs every day. <laughs> so they liked to see him vomit, did they? They liked to see him vomit. How they laughed. Do you know one of the things... In my personal life, I'm getting used to the idea. (laughs) This is the counselling section. (laughs) To know when something's good at the time that it's good, right? As opposed to looking back through your rose-tinted spectacles and going, actually, did you know, Benjamin, that when we had Tevez, Ronaldo and Rooney... Mm -hmm. That that was something just a little bit special. Did you know? Well, I guess I was. No, I didn't really know it. I thought I always was frustrated that you couldn't play Tevez and Rooney together. Sometimes I would. I wanted Rooney on the bench just to see what Tevez could really do. But no, you don't really appreciate what you got at the time. You don't. I mean, how often did we just take for granted that another team like the class of 92 would just come through the ranks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and, and looking at the other end of the pitch, I suppose, Robert, we've taken for granted and maybe for a little too long that we would always have a magnificent central defensive yeah 
appearing because that that that's the spine, that's the backbone. You know, we, the, you know, when you come up through the goalkeeper and, and that, you know, and you, you go back to your Bruce's, your Pallisters, and uh, you know, and, and, and modern times and the Ferdinands, the Vidic's. If we got that now, and are we anywhere near having that now, Robert? I think well, we're certainly nearer than we were because of. Uh, Chris, or should I say, Mike Smalling's rise? <laughs> it's going yeah. to be his name yeah. forever, isn't it? But he's, it's uh, yeah. He, I mean, I think him coming to the fore is a massive development for that Manchester United defence. Him being the defensive leader, we've had the the Phil Joneses of this world, the Johnny Evans of this world, Chris Smalling. They've all been talked about as possibly that defensive leader in recent years, and no one quite grasped the nettle. And now Smalling definitely yeah. has. Yeah. So I think that's a big, big development. I'm still, I really like. Get Blint as a footballer. I know he's an extremely versatile, intelligent player. I think he's a great person to have in our team stroke squad. I still think we might get found out there in the medium term with him playing centre back next to Smalling. I think they're, they're still, we still require a, a partner for Smalling there. But it is certainly looking a lot better than, than, it, has, than it has been in recent times. And the stats obviously prove it by the the fact we haven't been conceding goals recently. No, that was an interesting one as well. I mean, did you were there, so forget about what we saw <laughs> on whatever medium we happened to see it on, some of them legal and some of them not so legal. But 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 did, did you get a feeling that, I mean, it started with the argument about the back three, of course. Did you get the sense that Hare was a settled, organised and in control unit of people? Yeah, I mean, much more so than any time in the last few years. Um, Smalling was imperious. He made interventions. He tackled. He led the line. He was. He, he was. Um, I kind of agree with Robert about um, about the Dutchman. I think he's kind of more our Clayton Blackmore. You know, he's great to have in the team. He'll fill in at any position. Mm. Phil Neville. Um, I we would, still have that utility player kind of mentality because we've had a few over the years, yeah, haven't we? I think we need a utility player. You always need mm-hmm. that one player that can, yeah. you know, because subs bench, you're limited and yeah. you can have got someone that can play across the back four, even in midfield. Um, I'm a ve- I've got a real soft spot for Phil Jones. I think... He's got a soft spot, <laughs> which is every time he bloody falls. Yeah, <laughs> very so, good. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. I'd love to see him back in the team. I'd love to see him stay off injuries for... a Extended period of time. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems to be injured all the time. Is he still growing? What's he now? Twenty three? How old is he now? God, is he old time already? No, no, he's he's a young kid. I know yeah. that he's a young kid. I'll I kind of put it down to he's him. not much older than that. I yeah. don't think he's any older than that. No, yeah. so he's a he's a young kid. But you get the feeling that the previous manager, Sir Alex, uh, now Van Holt, that they actually see this guy as a really talented guy. Oh, a lot of people did. I, I mean, I'm not name dropping, but I'm name dropping. I was having a drink with Pat Nevin. Yeah, Pat Nevin. Um, <laughs> and he said to me, he said, Ben, listen, the best, you know, my, my favourite back four at the moment in the Premier League, I'd have Phil Jones at right back. I'd have Phil Jones at centre half. I'd have him again at centre half and I'd have him at left back as well. He said, he's that good. You have to make a lot of substitutions, though, through injury, wouldn't you? Because, yeah. uh, uh, you know, I don't think you're allowed for... He's that good, he thinks. He, at the time, this was... We're talking a couple of... About three, three years ago, he said... Well, weren't we arguing good. about whether or not he was a midfielder? And weren't we laughing at Liverpool saying, oh, you bought him, and you bought Henderson, and we, we bought Jones? It's, it's not that far off now, is it? Well, Henderson's... I mean, he's done rem- remarkable progress. Yeah. I mean, word has it it's down to the psychologist they've got the England they've got the cycling team psychologist over there haven't they Liverpool that he turned his he turned his mind round 
and he's become like this world-class player. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were laughing at them. You got Henderson for 20 million. We got Phil Jones for like 15 million. And he was, but I, I do think they, they all talk very highly about Phil Jones at the time. They've talked about him for years because it's a very close network, Blackburn and Manchester United. And, you know, they, they've known of him since he was an early teen. And he's got the potential, definitely. Give just, him another, yeah, just if he can just ride out the next bunch of injuries and settle in that team with Smalling. And you've got the England back, not that I care about England because I'm a Man United fan, but um, <laughs> we've got the potential three of the England back four there. You need to get rid of um, four players for me, Bobby. I know these are the games that you really loathe and start taking deep breaths and getting upset about. But, but we do have a lot of players in that squad. And I think we do have to get rid of four players. And your really? job... Well, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Because okay. I'm the dictator in this democracy. Yes. And I like playing games. You Crikey. are going to play with me whether you like it or not. <laughs> Sounds ominous, <laughs> doesn't yeah. it? That's how I met my wife, you know. Jeez, I've just had flashbacks from Rolf Harris. But <laughs> oh, no, don't get there. Two little boys and two little toys. We want four. Let's go. Four? Well, so, well, okay, so three, our, for goodness sake. Have we, got rid of, have we got rid of the goalkeeper yet? Has he got the, the former Barcelona <laughs> oh, goalkeeper? Oh, you've got that's t- an easy one, but surely you can give me that. No, well, that's not that's really... We've got a couple to throw away, haven't we? Okay, you've got, you've got goalkeepers to go away. Go on then. Okay, so the goalkeeper's gone. I'm not... Eddie, to be honest, we're not, we're not that healthily stocked. I don't know who else was really? To so yeah, how are you going go. to buy new players if you don't get... What, is Yanazai come back and walk in? What does oh, happen you see, to well, would I, you see, I would, I would keep Yanazai, though. I mean, no. I, just, I just think that... I think that would be a tragedy to, to lose him because I think... I know he's not the finished article at all, but there's enough evidence there. You've got a fantastic player. Yeah, and I think it'd be a great shame. <laughs> is there anybody go. that... Okay, let's do it a different way, seeing as you don't okay. want to play my game. Is there anybody you think that Van Hal doesn't fancy and against your better judgment might not be involved? Well, (laughs) Yanazai. Yanazai, yeah. I think that's very possible. That would be a shame, wouldn't it? That would be a shame. It would be a huge shame. As a guy, when he came on and scored those two goals, we thought, wow. But we didn't we think that about... It was the the, the boy who scored the two goals against Aston Villa. Oh, yeah. Makeda. Makeda. We thought he was going to be a world beater as well. We did. We do that a lot. Yeah. I don't know that, 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 you know, you're talking about psychology and mentality and aptitude, ability and application. I'm not sure that at 17, the one who's the most talented will always be the most successful at 27. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does Because make sense. I, re- I remember when Rooney, Ronaldo and Messi were looked upon on exactly the same level. I've got a long memory, Robert. Do you remember that? Oh, certainly. I mean, the Wayne Rooney of around that sort of 2003, 2004 time was terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. I mean, you remember his debut for, for United and he scored a hat full of goals. And he was just he was just fearless. It was all that, that sort of sense that anything was possible when he had the ball. And clearly he's not that player anymore. I don't think, I mean, it, because he's Wayne Rooney, I think when he has a bad game, it gets completely exaggerated. Uh, these days but yeah, yeah there's no doubting he's not he's not that terrifying teenager he was a decade ago no question I remember we, it was it's very much like that with all the defenders I remember we got rid of PK because we had Johnny Evans yeah I remember yeah. <laughs> yes. well good done move. good shot we wouldn't want him in the team now <laughs> 
Yeah, Wes Brown, he was keeping out Rio Ferdinand out of the England squad. Yeah, yeah. What, he was on what, par with, with yeah, Rio. He's, he went to, didn't, we've sent two of them now to Sunderland, haven't we? And they're doing really mm. well, aren't they? Goodness gracious. I tell you, Wes Brown yeah. had a good, remember, Wes Brown, I believe, from memory, was right back when we won the European Cup last yeah. in 2008 and did a cracking job for mm. us because Neville was cropped that season. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he I was, was like Wes Brown. I he was the one that I thought, I thought he would have gone on to do a lot more than he did. Actually, I don't know what it was, yeah. but it was something. I think he put in a pay demand or something. There was a story behind the scenes that meant the the local boy wasn't the favourite anymore. And, and but so there's always, yeah, I, I think there's some big questions about his hunger as well. I mean, sometimes people. What I remember reading one report saying Wes Brown wandered around the pitch, imagining where he was going, where he was going to go out for dinner that night. He had that sort of aura about him sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but he was a wonderfully gifted player. Yeah, uh, you're talking about silly stories. Uh, and I remember John O'Shea, oh, sorry, sorry, an honorary memory. Oh, sorry, I was, I was no, no, go on, go on, go on. John O'Shea as well, because I remember seeing John O'Shea early on in his career as a, a, a rampaging left back. No, he was the utility <laughs> player, wasn't he? Mm. Yeah, he was. Yeah. I, when I when I was there, they were what? What's he doing? I mean, he just they didn't like him at Man United when I was there. When I no. just did not fancy him in a crowd. Everybody was having a pop. And then he scored a winner against Liverpool. About yeah, 10 years ago. yeah, that turned yeah, it around. We didn't liked it? him. Well, yeah. the, the, the kiss, the kiss of death for John O'Shea was, and Alex Ferguson predicted he'd be the next Manchester United captain. I think he barely played him ever again after that. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. it's often the case. <laughs> the voter, the dreaded vote of confidence, eh? Yes. Uh, so we've got the international break. We're against Watford. I mean, look, if we're going to win this, we need to beat Watford. Though they play with flair, uh, they're kind of they're a group of mercenaries, aren't they? From taken from all around the world. Yeah, well, they've got this fella Igalo up front who's banging them in for fun. But he won't get him past. He won't get past Smalling. <laughs> he won't, done. Well done. He's the new messiah, is he? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, a very naughty boy. Yeah, well done. Well done. Uh, Bobby, uh, we've got to the end of our bad wits. Um, you know, in terms of Manchester United, uh, the report thus far, uh, we're sort of the end of the first term, let's call hmm. this. Uh, B... B plus, B minus. Where are you going with your report, sir? I, I would give it a. I would give him a good, a, a solid B. Presently, I think solid, unspectacular, but encouraging progress being made. I think that would be a fair assumption. You'd like to have a go, te- teacher, teacher Ben? Oh well, B minus at the moment. Just there's room for improvement. But it's solid, but room for improvement. We're still there. We've got, They've still got potential. Some big, big, <laughs> big games to play. International break. Wherever you are, look, this is the Manchester United Redcast. It's not just about us, the three of us, whoever it is on this podcast. It's about you listening wherever you are around the world. We'd love you to take part. We'd love you to get involved. You can find us on a Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. Uh, you can find us everywhere, wherever you don't want to find us. We're around. Have your say. I didn't like what that guy said. He was talking rubbish because I think this that's the way football debates start that's the way they continue and that's what we want here ben listen mate it's great fun having you on it's just <laughs> lovely not to have to listen to that muppet in Man- are you still there robert by the way Sorry. <laughs> no i've gone don't worry <laughs> it's great fun having you on mate and uh, yeah, it's a when to you be come here. back we'll talk more about the games you've enjoyed the games you've yeah. loved and and the price of going to a football match should always can be i just say that agenda. um the fifa presidential candidates shortlist was out today is there really a man called Tot- tokyo sex whale He's no. the fourth candidate. <laughs> Tokyo sex whale. 
Yeah, I, I, t- I tell you what, I pulled up our sports department and I'm never supposed to do that. I'm in news and I pulled up our sports department on that story this week because they seem to be saying Sepp Blatter had a minor breakdown, but it sounded like they were having fun. And regardless of what we think about that guy, the stress he must be under, whatever, having a breakdown isn't fun, I don't think. And you have to be very, very careful, don't you, about the way you reference those things. Absolutely. We can only wish him well. (laughs) (laughs) Very good, Robert. Very good. Listen, mate, we're talking a couple of weeks. We're all going to hell for that, as long as you know. Take it easy. Until then, it's left for me to say, come on, you Reds. This show is brought to you in association with Labbooks. Just click the link on the description to the show, sign up and get a free bet up to £50 when you enter the promo code LAD50. Go on, do it. This is a Playback Media production served to you in association with Why Not Think People. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.